you so much. I love you more than anybody out here. I love you. Better. <laughs> she said you better. Man, if you haven't told your wife today you love them, just look over. If they're right there beside you, just tell them real big and strong. I love you so much, baby. Hey, strong, strong families make strong churches. Strong churches going to make a strong community, a strong, mighty army fighting against the devil and what he's trying to do and bring us down. We are going to fight, fight, fight. Amen? Amen. So if it's your first time here at Covenant Church, welcome we are glad that you are here. You are very quickly a part of a big family of Continually Better. You'll see it. We're saying it all the time. I've even got this shirt on today that says Continually Better. And we are a church full of comeback stories. Praise God for a comeback. How many of you would raise your hand today and say, I'll, be, I'll raise my hand and say, I'm a comeback story. I wanted you to raise your hand today. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I wanted you to raise your hand today to give somebody else in this sanctuary today hope because they need their own comeback story. And they've thought about it and they've contemplated it and they thought, well, I'll go to Covenant Church. I've been hearing about some good things that are going on. I'm hearing about a move of God and I've just been hearing some things. And maybe your neighbor that you're here with today, they, they've been hounding you and inviting you and you're like, I'm going to go to church to get them off my back. I'm just kidding. But you came today expecting something. It's not in the music. It's not in the coffee. It's not in anything that man can do. It is all glory to God. God makes the change. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. I don't want to be in bondage. You don't want to be in bondage. We're tired of being in bondage. We live, last time I checked, unless things have changed, I know sometimes we feel like it has changed, but the land of the free, okay? And as far as I know, we still have in God we trust on the quarter and on our denominations. Listen, if that gets erased and all of a sudden there's something else going on and it doesn't say in God we trust, what are we going to do as, as the church of the living God? We are going to be working for the kingdom of God and we are going to always say in God we trust. The government may say, you can't say that. Yes, I can. You can't post that online. Well, just cut the live feed and everybody can show up and be here in person because if you want to show up, Mr. Government Worker, you can walk in the door and we're going to say, in God we trust. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We thank you for being here today. Those of you that are watching online, so many times we have uh, several that are watching online. We even have those that are watching in other countries. And we are blessing those in other countries. It's, it's turned into a mission work of sorts through our live stream. And we are able to help people in different areas and so just know that what you are giving and what you are doing here at this church is not just for our four and no more. We are reaching out to help others. Amen? Amen. Praise God for that. I want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am so blessed to be here in your presence. And Lord, I thank you for myself that you have changed me and rearranged me. You brought me up, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you saved my soul. And, Lord, I thank you that you are doing the same thing for others. I thank you, Lord, that you will do the same thing for others. And more and more and more that come in, Lord, we will, draw, we will do our best to lead them to you, Lord. Draw them in in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to read to you a scripture in Matthew. And we're going to have just a few scriptures today throughout the message. But if you have your Bibles, turn with me 
to Matthew chapter 24. And they're going to put it up on these screens here to help you follow along in case you did not bring your Bible. One thing I want to, I put this here on top of my notebook just to remind everyone. We have some new cards that were made. Take, they're out in the foyer on our welcome desk. And take one of these, take two or three of them if you like, and share the good news. Tell somebody what God has done for you. Flip it over, show them that little QR code, let them watch a testimonial video, let them see what's going on, and let them know that there is help. One thing that I would love for y'all to, uh, and this is what I do, and I, my family does the same thing, make sure you tell people about Tuesday nights. It's our help night. It's hope, elevate, learn, and prosper. There's help for your marriage. There's help for men. There's help for women. There's help for our youth. There's help for all areas of life. And there's so many classes, I can't even name them all. But we meet here at 6 o'clock. You get a good meal. You'll you'll get fed. You'll have some fellowship. You'll meet people. It's growing and growing and growing. And that is a great place to get plugged in. So coming to church is great. Feeling the presence of God is great. But sometimes we got to get the work in. And sometimes that work involves us coming to church, gathering together on an off night, on a Tuesday night, because we want to do a little bit more and get a little bit more. You will be surrounded by people that also need help. Look at your neighbor and just tell them, hey, I, I need help. I need help. We all need help. I will tell you this. The pastor of the church, I'm here Tuesday night, help night, I'm here. I'm not going around and looking around like, oh, making sure everything's going good. No, I come and I listen to someone else who's teaching me. And I need help. And it's good to know that everybody needs help. No one has arrived. So I love coming to Tuesday night, help nights. My boys come, my daughter-in-laws, and it's a great time to get together. It's a great time of fellowship. Get involved, get involved. All right, let's read Matthew chapter 24, verses uh, 10 through 13, if you will read with me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. He who endures to the end and stands firm to the end will be saved. And so they were already talking about it today. They were already talking about we're here. We're going to fight. We're not going to give up. And I'm telling you today, if you have come to this church service today, if any time in the last week, last month, the last year, the thoughts have crept into your mind, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm ready to quit. I can't live this life anymore. I, ca I cannot do it. I'm ready to throw in the towel. God is saying to you today, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you feel like you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. You are not with a group of people today that are quitters. We will not quit. We will not give in. We hold on and we don't roll over and say, devil, you win. You are surrounded by a group of fighters. And we will hold on. We will finish and finish and finish. We will fight, fight, fight. Finishers 
are fighters. Finishers are brave. If you're with me today, I want you to stand on your feet. If you are one of those fighters, I want you to stand up. And let's just take a praise break for just a second. And let's praise the mighty name of Jesus. Is he good? Is he mighty? Is he powerful? Is he your savior, your deliverer? Hallelujah. Let's give him a great praise. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise your name today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Know this, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Everyone will worship the name of Jesus. And there will be a great cry one day at the day of judgment. So know this. Take the time right now and worship Him and praise Him loudly and boldly. Just like he's standing in the room, because he's in this room, his presence is here. We can't see him, but we feel the presence of God. And when we feel the presence of God, I want to tell you, it's important that you respond. You need to respond. Men, don't ever, ever get to this point where your wife walks into the room and she speaks to you and you don't respond. If you do this, just come to me later on and tell me how that's working for you. <laughs> Babe, glad you're home from work today. Been in this kitchen all day. Maybe I wasn't in the kitchen all day because I was at work too. You know, we live in a different world now. Men and women, everybody's working. Everybody's making that big money. We love money. We're going after it. I stopped by Chick-fil-A and got us some sandwiches. I took the time. I'm taking care of you. Just wanted you to know I'm here for you. I got everything. Kids are fed. Here's yours. It's ready to go. Got your favorite. Just be silent. Just don't even say a word back to her. Just see how that goes for you. We know how that's going to go. Our Heavenly Father, when He 
moves on you, when you feel His presence, and you know what I'm talking about, you come into a service, and all of a sudden there's this lump in your throat, you're like, wow, that hasn't been there in a long time. Let me see if I can swallow, get a little drink of water. Somebody got a mint? Can I get an Altoid or something? Let me see if I can get rid of this. Let me get rid of this. I don't like what I'm feeling here. Maybe I felt a little of an emotion that rose up in me, and I'm feeling like a tear that wants to come out of this eye, but I better wipe that real quick because I'm a man and I'm tough. I'm a strong woman, and I've got to portray that to everyone around me. I'm not weak. No, you're not weak. You are not a weak person. But there are times of weakness. There are times when God moves on us and that is a time that we show submission and we show a, a part of us that is open for more of Him. So when those times happen, and it doesn't happen every service, but when God moves on you, you need to respond to Him in whatever way is good for you. But I would say this, do something out of your normal. If this is your normal time at church right here, this is you. You stay right here. This is you. This is me. This is me at church all day right here. This is me. Well, maybe when God moves on my heart, he might see this. Or this. Or maybe you just bow your head. Do something. Show a response. I'm saying it just like when your wife comes in the room. This does not work for your wife and it does not work for God where you just look at your wife and say, <laughs> you know, it's, it's even more aggravating when they, you look at your wife and you don't even say, what's up? You just say, Suck. <laughs> or don't even say anything, just, that's not in the notes. I have no idea why we're talking about that, but I'll tell you this, God God needs us to, he, 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 okay, he doesn't need your worship. First of all, let's go to the word of God. If you don't worship me, I'll, call the, I'll cause the rocks to cry out. God's going to be worshiped. There's going to be a winning team. There's going to be a church that's called up to glory one day in the rapture. You need to be on that team. You have the option of being on that team. You totally can be on the team. This is not select ball, okay? This is not where you only get to be here if you're perfect. You only get to be here if you're the best player out there in Cherokee County. You don't get to be the shortstop on this team because you're the best shortstop in all of the area. No, we need more shortstops. We need more pitchers. We need more outfielders. We need more on this team. Well, I'm not the best. I can't throw. I can't. If you know how to throw, you don't step with the same foot that you throw with. <laughs> I can't throw. I can't hit. I can't. I can't. I'm not, I'm not the best athlete. I'm, I haven't been the best Christian. Matter of fact, I've been a pretty rotten Christian. I don't even know if I can put the name Christian with my name. Because what I've really been good at is I've been an awesome. I mean, I have been a bad to the bone sinner. I will tell you what. I know it's wrong. But I tell you what. I did a, I did a good job at being a sinner. Some of you can say that right now. You're like, man, I'll tell you what. We got down. We got down. We knew how to party. We partied. It ain't right. 
And that's what, that's your life. That's your life. And, and this is your life. And you're looking at your, your life as a book, not the Bible, just as a book. I'm holding up pages. And you, and you have already decided, and you look at the back of the book, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a loser. I'm from Loserville, USA, Loserville County, and uh, I'm a loser for life. And uh, I, I just can't win. My family's rotten. My kids, I don't, there's, there's kids I don't even, want, I don't even know what I'm going to have. I don't even know how many kids I'm going to have, but when I have them, they're going to be losers too because they're connected to me. And I was a loser, and my daddy was a loser, and I'm just destined to lose. I'm destined to be nothing in this life. God says, no. Your book of life is open right now. You're in a church service. You're in an area surrounded by comeback stories and continually better. You're here. You're breathing. you got life in your body. You have the option right now to say, you know what? That's, I'm sick of the way I've been living. I am tired of sin. I am tired of the same results that I've been getting. I am ready for something new. Tell somebody today, say, I'm a fighter. I want to speak to you today for a few minutes on this title, Finish Strong. Finish Strong. Look at your neighbor and say, Finish Strong. My goodness, I've told you to tell your neighbor about 15 things today. I think that's out of the norm for me. But listen, if it works, it works. Sometimes we need to hear somebody else say, I'm a fighter, because we don't feel like a fighter. But then we kind of get guilted into being a fighter. Well, if you're a fighter, I'm, I'm going to be a fighter. Let's fight together. Church, he's coming back. God is coming back. If you would, turn in your Bibles and then put it on the screen. Uh, Matthew 24, just a little bit further over, in verse 36. Through 39, no one knows about the, that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Know this. When the rapture takes place, if it happens during business hours in Cherokee County, on a weekday, there's going to be people at Olive Garden. There's going to be people at the steakhouse. There's going to be people working. The Bible says there will be two in the field, one taken and one left. Two in the bed, one taken and one left. Later on in Scripture, you'll hear uh, of some other numbers and things, and you, you begin to see like, oh, man, a lot. We, it's about half. It's, we're sitting at 50% here. Oh, so you're telling me not, I thought everybody's going to heaven. It's a big, happy family. We're all going to heaven. We're all going to make it. There will be those that are lost. There will be those that are left behind. Be on the winning team. Make up your mind right now. I will fight. I will turn away from sin. I'm tired of my life the way it is right now. Believe me, if you're tired of the way your life is right now, just know that eternity is something that we can't even fathom. You think, man, this summer. How many of y'all feel like this summer has felt like it's so long? My goodness, it was a hundred and none of your, I mean, just it's a hundred and twelve, you know, fifteen. Somebody's like, man, it's really hot today. It's a hundred and fifteen. I'm like, you know what? 
Anything over 100? Hey, around 95? 95, 115, I'm hot. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it's really hot today. It's 115. If you have felt like this summer has drug on, on, and on, and guys, it was two months. We went about 60 days with some heat. Now, years, and then hundreds of years. My wife's granddad, Susan's father, help me out, 96? Wednesday, he'll be 96 years old. Poppy, if you're watching online, we give you some honor. Hey, fought in the Korean War, was around well before cell phones, knows of a time when there wasn't, a, you know, just all of the luxuries of life, went through some hard times, seen a lot of change. And we've made this comment, Poppy is, Poppy's old. <laughs> I mean, he really is legit old. That's nothing. That is nothing. That is a, just a vapor. That's just a small little speck in eternity. So if you feel like this summer was forever, if you feel like 96 years old or 100 years old is old, no, eternity is something you need to get in your mind the next time the devil says, hey, come over here. What's up? Hey, what's up? Come on. Go with me. Just a little me time. It's just, hey, let's just have a little, man, you've been, you've been fighting and battling. You've been working so hard on this Christian lifestyle. You need a break. You need a break. You deserve a break. Like the Kit Kat commercial. Give me a break. Come on. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. You know, devil, break me off a piece of that fun lifestyle I used to have. You know, just a, I just want a little, just a little break. Man, I just want to go out to the lake and get out on the barge and just be out there just cruising along, just sipping on, smoking on, whatever on. Just I just need some time to just chill. Well, I'll tell you what. The devil loves for you to take breaks because he will take your little small little break and he will begin to break you and break you and break you down. And before you know it, you go from teaching in a Sunday school classroom to missing and missing and missing. It's like the old car, the car that's it's missing, it's missing, it's missing. It don't want to fire off right. It won't go down the road. Before you know what, it's going to, before long it's going to quit. It's going to stop. And then somebody's going to say, hey, well, I'd like to invite you to Covenant Church. You, uh, you know, funny thing is, I used to teach Sunday school at Covenant Church years ago. But then uh, I just took this little break. And that was about 25 years ago I took this break. And, it, man, it's the longest break ever. Finish strong. Finish strong. Stop battling life on your own. You need to do some things. You need to repent. You need to turn away from sin. If you have not gone down in a watery grave and taken on the name of Jesus in baptism, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. So I just said it. God's coming back. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Why are you waiting? 
Very simple. 903-683-4509. Church office. Call them. Say, I need to get baptized. I've been putting it off for 15 years. I've been putting it off for the last six months. I went to a Bible study. I went to the class. I went to the pillars class. If you haven't been in the pillars class, great. Four classes. Very simple. Boom. The Word of God. A great foundation. You're going to hear very quickly, I need to be baptized. I need to take on the name of Jesus. I thought that I could just say, Jesus, I love you. I love you forever. You're my bro. No. You need to take on the name of Jesus and follow the word of God and be buried in a watery grave and you take on the name of Jesus. You come up and you're raised newness of life. It's an amazing experience. And you do that because we tell you to do that. No, 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 no. You do that because this word of God, it's perfect. It was here before time. It will be here after time. After everything is destroyed, the Word of God will be here no matter what. And it says in the Word of God, you will be baptized or you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Eternity is real. What are you waiting on? If you have never been baptized, if you don't remember being baptized, if you were baptized when you were four or five years old and you can't even recall it happening, your mother says you were baptized. Your brother says, yeah, I remember you were baptized. You remember that? Oh, yeah, you know, I don't. But uh, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and stake eternity and my life in hell or heaven forever on your word, my brother. Uh, How about you just go see for yourself? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? And then one of the greatest things, you seek after the power of the Holy Spirit. Others may call it the Holy Ghost. It's okay. I will tell you what, it's powerful. The Spirit of God indwelling in you in a new and a mighty way, it's more than you can ever explain to others. You need to experience it for yourself. And if you never have, you need to know that God can move on you and you can find that heavenly language and you can have that private moment in time with you and your heavenly Father and He can speak through you. And it's a mighty, mighty powerful experience. And you need to be able to experience that for yourself. But you me tell you how you experience things and how you get things. You seek after things. I don't find a gold nugget in the hills of California by driving out to California, finding me a Motel 6 where they'll leave the light on for me, kick back and watch some CNN or Fox News or sports and say, well, I sure hope this gold nugget just falls in my pocket. I know, hey, they say there's gold out there in them hills. California, where the gold, it's out there. We'll go up in the mountains. No, no, no. If I want to find that gold, if I want to find that treasure, if I want to find that great reward, I go out and I work. I go out and I seek and I look and I don't give up. And I finish strong and I fight to the end and I'm looking and I'm seeking and I'm seeking and I'm looking. The Bible says seek and you will find. The Bible says seek for 24 hours. No, the Bible says, let's see if I can remember. I think it says seek for seven days. Well, no, because I I want, you know, seeking, that can be tough. Seek for 30 days. And if you don't find it, we'll just grandfather you in. 
We'll just give you a, a good seeking punch ticket. You seeked really hard. That's wrong. You sought. You, you seeketed. You seeketed real hard. You sought after me very hard. You, you, you. If I was seeking after my wife when I was seeking to be with her, seeking for her to answer my phone call, seeking after her for, for her to go on a date with me, it could have been that I said, hey, uh, would you happen to maybe want to... Oh, okay, never mind. My younger son... He, uh, he has a, a girlfriend right now, and uh, we found out, uh, we were at a batting practice not too, uh, it's about a year ago, and talking to his hitting coach, and his hitting coach had kind of set this up like, hey man, I got a, I got a niece that's real pretty, Jaren, and uh, I'd love for you to meet her, and uh, we found, we're talking, and we're like, hey, have you talked to her? I'm not even going to say her name, Jaren, I don't want people Facebooking and snooping on you, I'll leave it alone, it's when time's right, time's right. So, uh, I, I, we're like, so his hitting coach, John, he looks at me and goes, hey, are they kind of talking? I said, I think they are. I think they're kind of talking to each other. He said, hey, Jaren, y'all talking? Well, we, we've texted each other. And he, you know, he's old school. You know, it's funny now how old school is like, you know, 80s now, is, 90s is considered old school. <laughs> how many of you were born in the late 70s? Raise your hand. How many of you were born in the 80s? Raise it high. You're born in the 80s. Y'all are, are old. Y'all are old. Every one of y'all. You ain't got no gray hair. You're old. Now, how many can raise your hand? You say, I remember when we didn't have cell phones. Pretty much the whole sanctuary. But we, John and I started talking to each other. And he's like, and he, he said, so you're telling me that if she walked up behind you right now, and said, hey, Jaren, you wouldn't even recognize her voice because you've never actually spoken to her. <laughs> yeah, but we've been texting for like a week. He's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? You haven't even spoken to this girl. She could literally walk up to you and say your name, and you wouldn't even know it. Is there a message in that or what? Just in your mind, just say, great, we need, we need to know. We need to know that voice. Pastor, I want to be on this winning team you speak of. It sounds amazing. It sounds like they're full of victory. It sounds like they're on fire for God. And I would love to be a part of that winning team, Pastor. But you know what? I really don't want to come to practice. Because, you know, practice stinks. Let's be honest. To the, to the ball player who's really good, to have to show up, and just hit the ball and just take ground balls and just throw passes. And it's like, you know, I can imagine that our brother Brad Guidry, who went on to play football in the European Football League, great success. Just a star in high school, you know, completing passes all over the place in college. And then you go over there and he has a coach that comes up to him and says, hey, we're going to need you to get up at 6 a.m. and we're going to need you to throw the football. It would be easy for him to say, really? Y'all wake me up, come get me when the game starts. I'm here to win games. I already know how to throw the football. I've been throwing the football since I was four or five years old. Pick a spot on the field. I'll hit it. Church, it's very, very important that we show up 
to practice. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Why does the Word of God teach us that? Because it's important. You need me. I need you. We need to be on the same page. I spoke to the high school football team this past week on a Friday. This past Friday, we fed the team, and I was speaking to them, and I had all of the football team get out there in the, in the chairs. I said, every one of y'all turn around. I called up a few volunteers, and I said, hey, when I tap you, I want you to speak to those guys. And I tapped one. He spoke to them. I said, hey, everybody, who was that? Oh, that was Spencer. Oh, that was Alex. Guys, turn around. How did y'all know that was him? Y'all been in practice with him. You've been with him every single day. Every day you've been with him. You know him. You're close to him. And you know that voice. And nobody had to say, hey, everybody, it's me, Alex. I'm fixing to say something to you. He spoke. They heard. They listened. My sheep will know my voice. God speaks, you have no clue what was said. The Spirit of God moves in a service like it is here today, and you're like, I don't feel a thing. It's okay. Just know that you need to develop a relationship with God, and it can happen. We haven't always had a relationship where we were husband and wife. We weren't always in a relationship where we were boyfriend, girlfriend. We developed a relationship, and now it's great. You need to develop a relationship. It's time to get intense. It's time to get focused. It's time to train. It's time to work. It's time to practice what we preach. In the Old Testament, God blessed the sacrifice on the altar. Many people in the Old Testament offered up sacrifices. But I want to read to you one right now from 2 Chronicles 7 and 4. And I'm going to kind of just skip to the point here. King Solomon offered a great sacrifice. A great sacrifice. I don't know what we're going on up here. But I will tell you what. Going a little further in the scripture. Oh, what? Y'all trying to sneak up, sneak a video on me. Everybody, you just, okay, we're going to do like they do in court. Uh, I need all of the jury to strike what they just heard and just, just unhear it. I've often thought about the lawyers that are good. They say it knowing there's going to be an objection because you can't unhear what you just heard. You can't unsee that you just saw some little old bird and a big old hairy hand reaching in there with what you saw. It. You saw it. We're going to explain it here in a minute. So the good lawyers will say it, and I don't care if you object because I got my point in. You heard it. There's a message in that. You showed up to church. You may not have been here to get everything you'd feel like you need, but you heard it. And guess what? It's going to work on your heart. You're going to be, men, you're going to be out there on the tractor listening to Briggs and Stratton. It's not a group. It's a motor, ladies. Yeah, it's one of our men. It's one of our favorite groups. We turn on the Briggs and Stratton, and it's we love it. It's just <laughs> your wife is wondering how can you sit in a field on a tractor for four hours, come back in, and you're actually in a good mood. I was just out there taking care of my property. 
I was sweating. It was awesome. It was just fun. I had a good time out there. Jerry Don knows what I'm talking about. There's different men in this sanctuary. We work, and work helps us. Women, let us just go out there and sweat and work. Sometimes it does some good to us. My wife was out on the porch the other day. She was uh, decorating the front porch, and she, she always says, and she said, I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy right now. And that's her therapy, to get out there and just arrange those plants. And then just, she looks at them, and then she steps back, and she puts this plant here, and then she moves this plant over here, and then she puts this one up high and this one down low. And I'm over there with my coffee reading my Bible, and I'm like, I could have been done with that in about five seconds. But I'm going to let her enjoy this rearranging thing she's got going on here for the next two hours and let her have her therapy. You let me have my therapy, you can have your therapy. King Solomon offered a great sacrifice. Okay, there's the part I wanted you to see. 22,000 head of cattle, 120,000 sheep and goats. Would you consider that to be just a small tip? Or is that a great sacrifice it's important that we don't tip God a great sacrifice is something that you're going to feel so we say all the time give of your time the three T's your time your talent and your treasure I show up to church when I can I show up to to church I, I, I give of my time periodically here and there don't tip God with your time. You were lucky enough to have the breath of life breathed into you. You are living on this earth. You're getting to enjoy great memories, good times with your family, vacations, good food, air conditioning. We are spoiled. You're getting to enjoy all of these things. Why? Because someone, a great God in heaven said, you know what? I'm going to give you the opportunity not to have all of that. I'm going to give you the opportunity to worship me. I'm going to give you the opportunity to give your heart to me and live for me and love me and give everything that you have to me. I'm going to give you that opportunity. So many people have been given the opportunity, everyone that's alive. And then they say, thanks, but no thanks. It's important that we don't tip God with our time. We need to have a we need to give a great sacrifice of time. Now, in all of this I'm speaking of, we're gonna say finish strong. Because if I wanted to, I could say, Brian, you, you remember back in those in those old days downstairs when we, we taught that Sunday school room and we we showed up early and we'd have to set up the chairs and we teach Sunday school and we did it for a while. I mean, that was a sacrifice. And it really was a great sacrifice back then. And there's probably times when I would complain about it because just, you know, I got tired of teaching Sunday school, I'll be honest. And so we did our time. Almost like a prison sentence. So I've done my time. <laughs> How many of you have you taught Sunday school and you'll equate it to doing prison time? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, listen, I've, I've done it all, folks. I'm the pastor of this church, and I have driven the van. I've driven the bus. I've backed into trees. I've hit things. I've taken care of your kids. I've cleaned up, throw up, and I'm going to just get, I've done all kind of stuff. Set up tables, set up chairs, cook, stay late. We're probably going to be one of the last ones to leave here today. We always are. It's fine. I don't even care. I love it. I, I, I want to say bye to the last person. Hey, we'll see you later. Is there anybody left? 
No, we can go. Okay. <laughs> but it's a great sacrifice. So if I look back, I say, you know what? We did. We had a great sacrifice at one time. Now, let's kick back and just relax. Let somebody else do the work. Let somebody else do the work. I, I had an amen in the audience just then. Amen. I praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are not allowed in this church to ever quit. I am telling everybody here today, finish strong. Finish strong. You may not be, we may not see this stance right here from some of our older generation. What we might see is this right here. And, and we're pointing forward and we're praying. But we didn't quit. We don't quit. We will press forward. You may not can run a sprint, but you can walk a mile. And you can walk two miles. And you walk three miles, but you keep going. You are not allowed to quit. I was reading... In the Old Testament the other day, and something hit me, and I can't even remember. Honestly, I think I'm bookmarks right on it. Let me look. Hang on. I don't, I don't ever like doing this because here it is. Solomon took a sense. Don't even worry about it. Trust me, I'm reading you the Word of God. It's 2 Chronicles 2 and 17. Solomon took a census of all the aliens who were in Israel, the people who didn't really belong there. After the census, his father David had taken... And they were found to be 153,600. He assigned 70,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stonecutters in the hills with 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. I read it. I moved right past it. And I'm like, okay, next verse. Solomon builds the temple. That's chapter 3. I kept reading. I was like, wait a minute. Let me. It just hit me. All of the numbers that he laid out and everybody was, when you add them up, it comes up to 153,600. They all were working. Don't come to this church and feel like, whoa, this is awesome, man. Somebody else is making my coffee. Somebody's going to teach my kids. I'm going to show up and go to class. And every, everybody's working for me. Real quick, you're going to have an opportunity. Nobody's going to make you. But you're going to have an opportunity. You just hang on. You just watch. You just see. There's going to be an opportunity for you to get plugged in. There's going to be an opportunity just simply just to show up and pray. Tonight at 6 o'clock, we open these doors. The crowd will not be this big unless y'all, every one of y'all say, you know what? Let's prove him wrong tonight. We're all going to show up tonight at 6 o'clock. We're going to pray, and we're going to pray till heaven rains down. We're going to pray till the Holy Ghost falls, and we're going to do it tonight. I've never come to a Sunday night prayer meeting, but tonight is the night, baby. Surprise me. Sunday night, it's a time where we get together, we pray, and we're praying for the church. We're praying for this area. We're praying for this community. We're praying for you. We're praying for our families. We're praying for your family. There's, that might be the one thing that you could help us out in. Pray with us. Seek God with us. Take the time this week to set a day of fasting and fast and pray that God will continue to pour out His Spirit in this church. That it will not just be a church where there's some cool songs sang and a guy that preaches and he puts up a funny video. Man, forget that. we got to have the Holy Ghost in this place. 
Yes, we need worship. Yes, I need to keep your attention. But I don't want to be keeping your attention with me. I want to be keeping your attention about this right here. I want you to hear what's coming out of this, and I want you to say, man, that's real. Man, I need that. I got to have that in my life. But there's got to be a great sacrifice. Your treasure. Oh, heaven, Lord, let's don't talk about the treasure. God won't bless what you won't give him. We always want to think that our tithes and our offering is like something... God, when you bless me enough, God, when everything's perfect, when I can pay all of my bills, plus I get to go out to Olive Garden and get all-you-can-eat salad, whenever I can live like that, I'm living high on the hog, got the car I wanted, got the rims, got the sound system, got all the food, and when everything gets just right, I'll squeak out a little old George Washington for you every once in a while, Lord, give you a little tip. Appreciate you, God. You know that we are supposed to give God our first fruits. The tithe is a tenth. And I'm going to tell you what. You don't have to do it because I told you before. I'm encouraging you to worship and praise God and respond to God in your worship. You need to respond to God in your giving. Here's the thing though. God don't have to have your worship because he can get your worship from somebody else. And just so you'll know, the rocks will cry out if we all decide to remain silent. That is the word of God. God will provide for vision and he will have provision for vision. And guess what? He might decide to get it from somebody else. And you missed a blessing because you said, I'm not even thinking about giving a tenth of my income. I'm not even thinking about tithing. I refuse to go that route because every person, every preacher I've ever heard in my life, and we always want to put a label on preachers, and we put a label on ministry, and we want to put a label on what we've seen and what we, we see things, and it makes a memory, and then we respond a good old blanket certain way for everybody. Like everybody is Jim Baker. If you don't know who that is, that's a televangelist that got... He got thrown in prison because he was stealing money and it was, it was crazy. It's craziness. That is so wrong. It's as wrong as wrong can be. But I'm going to tell you what. What you're doing is if you say, I'll, let's just flip, get off the money, preacher. God, get off the money. Let's just talk about worship. If, let's just go to the worship. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to respond to God like I need to respond to God like He's asking me to, like the Word of God is asking me to. You're going to miss a blessing. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've been like this right here in the church service and I say, God, I need you, I need you. I'm responding right now. Lord, I, whatever you got for me. Woo! Man, I feel the presence of God and it's real. It's not a put on. It's real. So don't tip God with your time, talent, and treasure. I'll get off of that. Finish strong in everything. Finish strong in your time. Finish strong in your talent. If you got talent, use your talent till you die. If you got finances, give to God till you die. Don't give to God one big old lump sum one time and say, you know what, that's enough, God. I know you're going to keep blessing me. Lord, we pray that. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. And he said, are you going to give back to me what's already mine? Not really, Lord. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. We just, woo, Lord, bless me, keep me. Lord, watch over my family shouting and it's all good. Nope. I'm going to tip you, Lord. You pour out your blessings on me and I'll give you a small portion of what I choose to give you. So you're giving to God now. Great. Now what? Now go on offense. Stop allowing. This is what we do. We allow the devil to steal 
our joy and our peace. If you want joy and peace, can somebody join me right now and say, I will fight for my joy and my peace. Come on. I was getting this sermon together, and as I was getting this sermon together, something happened. I was at uh, my job, and just so happens I was seeing a couple of hummingbirds just flying around, flying around, and they flew around all day long. I'm in an engine bay next to a fire engine, and I'm sitting there. It was beautiful weather. The, the, the breeze was blowing through there, and I begin to just see this happen, and I'm like, I feel sorry for you. I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, this door opening on this side and this side, this one's about 18 foot tall by at least 18 feet wide, huge. I'm like, I've got all the doors open, you goofball. Fly out. His redemption, his safety, his way out was right there. And there he is up there. Zzz, zzz, zzz. Like, I can't help you. And I begin to see this. And as this began to happen in front of me, I begin to think about this. And then just so happens, I don't know if God was just making a way for this to be used in this sermon or what, but I look over there on the ground, and there is one of the hummingbirds up against the wall, and he's flown around all day long. He's exhausted. He's tired. And he's sitting on the ground. And here's a video of me reaching down. I, picked, I went down, I picked him up. If you'll look, I don't know if you can see it, but he's got spider web on him. He got caught in a web. Look at that web on his, on his little front there. You know, I cut the video off just a little too early, but what I did was I took him in my hand and I began to just kind of brush him. And that web, that web that could be, you know, some of us need the touch of a father. Some of us need a hand to come down and we're worn out. We've been fighting and we've been on our own day after day. And we're going back and forth and the way out is right there. And everybody around you is saying, if you would just open your eyes, if you would just open your eyes, there's a door, there's a way out. Your redemption draweth nigh. Look up to the hills because here comes my redemption. But I can't see anything but my problem right in front of me and my addiction and the things that are binding me up and have me in chains and I can't even see and I'm bumping into the wall and I'm bumping into the wall and finally I get to a point where I'm just broken I'm like I just can't even, I can't even move and you need that father's hand to come down like, like I did with that bird a hummingbird my sons saw that and they responded back in a text they said well write that down you'll never see that again Remember that time that I picked up a hummingbird and pet it? Yeah, I'm going to put that one in my memory jar. Anybody in here ever pet a hummingbird? Raise your hand. Brother Wes, it's happened in a few... It's, it's happened. Some of you... We're, we're the chosen. <laughs> I want to think about that spider web as being like sin. And he's, he's, he, he can't flap his... It's, it's, Sin will shut you down. Sin will take your, your freedom that God says, I called you to be like, like an eagle and soar on wings like eagles. And we can't because we're wrapped up in sin and that sin has wrapped us up and we can't even move. 
and he's wanting to pick you up right now and he's wanting to break it off and break that sin off and break away that 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 spider web and I, I cut the video off but what happened was as I did that all of a sudden he thought to himself I've there's a better life for me I don't have to be locked up in this prison of a fire station shell there is life and I see the light and I see a tree and he said and he flew off I'm telling you today if this sermon is hitting you between the eyes there's a better life there's freedom there's a marriage that will go back together there's children that will live for God there's addictions that can be laid down and dropped 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. Everybody say faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He wants to be your way out. Many teams have come back and won in the second half. Everybody stand with me. I'm going to be dismissed. Tell yourself this today. Tell your neighbor today. Tell, tell the devil today. It's game time. Say it right now. Everybody say it. Say it's game time. I like how Jason Ray said it. It's game time. One more time. It's game time. It's game time. And now say it's go time. Amen, amen, amen. Remember this today as you leave. And before you leave, if you feel like this message was for you today, I want you to know that we are here to pray with you. We are here to help you to fight. We are, help, we are here to help you and gird you up and hold you up so that you can finish strong. But before you go today, remember this as you leave today. Battles are not won running from the fight. We're going to baptize seven five or six or seven or a hundred, I don't care. Praise God. Battles are not won running away from the fight. I, know of, I don't know of any battles where the victor, the country that won, you can read about it in history and it, maybe it says in the history book where it says, Everybody from the United States and all of the other countries that had gathered around to beat Hitler and win back freedom, they won by turning around and putting their boats in high gear and going back out in the ocean, turning around and running down the hill, turning around and running away from the enemy. No, you win the battle by running headlong straight into it and you get in there and you fight and you fight and you fight and there's a door in front of you and you say well I can't fight anymore there's a door God shut it quit putting God on everything in your life and the devil on everything in your life there's a door in front of you that you say oh well God shut that door God doesn't want me to give up my time talent and treasure no 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 God's wanting you to Bust that door. He's wanting you to bust that door open and see that he has greater things for you. Races are never won 
by looking in the rearview mirror. I cannot run fast down the road or anywhere like this. I want to speak right now to every, we all got a past. We've all got a past. Leave your past behind. Stop looking back at all your old friends. Stop looking. Well, careful when I say that. God wants to save them. But don't be drug back down with them back into the miry clay. You know, we used to sing an old song, and uh, it was something like this. It was like, he set my foot on the rock to stay. He drug me out of the miry clay. So don't just forget about your friends. But you take the time this next week. You reach out to somebody else. You hand out one of these. And you go out and you pull somebody else out of the miry clay. Help them to get their feet on a rock to stay. We love you. God bless you. Hang around. Don't go anywhere. Let's baptize. Oh, well, we're going to keep Let's take this time to worship God. Let's worship the Lord. You got a chance to respond. Division, 
Matthew 12, 25, every kingdom divided against itself will not will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Number five, pessimism. Yes, the night comes, but good gracious, folks, so does the day. Quit being so pessimistic. Yeah, the night's coming. Well, guess what? In the morning, sun gonna come out. But it's gonna be dark tonight. It's gonna be dark. There's gonna be night. Yeah, hang on through the nighttime, bro. Guess what? Quit being scared of the dark. Come, come over here. We'll tuck you in. You're gonna make it. Morning, son. Coming up in the morning. Let me say them again. This is to, what to avoid: casualness, indecision, doubt, and worry, division. Do not let division creep in to this move of God. And pessimism. And pessimism. God bless you. We love you. And we are going to baptize some folks. Listen, if you have not been baptized, it's time for you to get baptized. Julio, take it, Julio. Upon your confession of faith and the obedience to the Word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In Jesus' name. God, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you.
Yes. In the mighty yes, name of Jesus. for the forgiveness of your sin. Yes! because she was scared. I think she was crying because God was moving on her heart. And I'm going to tell you what. Bible says that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Hey, Bible says, lest we come to him like a little child. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Yes. Yes. Introduce them and say, I know somebody who will stick closer to you than a brother. He's real. He will change. Y'all don't even know. I'm saying it's a miracle. And you're like, why is he saying it's a miracle? Why? When you go from a counseling session where you look at and you say, the devil is fixing to destroy this family. There's about to be destruction rampant in this family and years and years of curses are about to be moved forward in this family no 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 now the entire family is baptized in the name of Jesus and there's hugs and there's love and there's a father who's saying I will lead my family to God it's real God bless you if you're not there yet